Perverse Poker, Horny Hold'em, Blushing Baccarat, and Gorgeous Gamblers. We had Casey watch Kakiguri, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Alright everyone, welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and gambling man, PJ. And me, your sexy, mysterious, cutthroat president, Skylar. And with us as always is our brand new card shark about to fall into crushing debt, Casey. And I'm the sweet baby angel who refuses to make that boo kakaguri video for anything less than 10,000 doubloons, Casey. <laughs> well, with all of that and the episode title, uh, I hope it's obvious to you all that we are watching Kakaguri this week. Ooh. Yay! Ah. <laughs> Now acts uh, like they know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in a similar boat to you, though I do know what it is about. Because I have not seen this either, but Skylar is a huge fan. I didn't think I would like it this much. Uh, so Skylar, since you've seen this, honest prediction, mm-hmm. do you think I will like this anime? No. All right. I agree. I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. And like, no. But I am hopeful that you surprise me, as or always. A, maybe perhaps a wild card today. Yeah. Mm. I, by the way, I just want to say... Don't if, force if I, anything. I was going to say, if I hate it, I'll hate it. If I like it, don't say it's because my boyfriend li- liked it. <laughs> yes, Casey's uh, new beau does enjoy this anime. So we keep joking that he's going to say he likes it no matter what. I know. I'm yeah, not, I'm but like, we know. He'll say, he's like, yeah, I like it so much. Aw, <laughs> you like it but more. But before we... <laughs> <laughs> but before we get too into that, let's save what you like and don't like for later. For now, let's get what you think, solely based on the name Kakaguri, what do you think this anime is going to be about? The name makes me think uh, think that this is a slice-of-life anime where farmers are hard at work making Japan's number one squid-based side dish, Kakaguri. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like something like a mix between like takoyaki and furikake. And bukake. Oh, <laughs> Well, if that were true, then I would guarantee you wouldn't like the anime. But that's probably not what it's about. So with the added context of the poster, what do you think it's going to be about? I basically think this is Japanese Hogwarts, but no turfs. That's the difference. Damn, that sounds like a dream. (laughs) It's no turfs, but a lot sexier. Why Hogwarts? Because of the school uniforms. Yeah, I got like... Everyone wears a school uniform. You just got to let Casey's brain work the way it does. Thank you, PJ. I appreciate that. Like, the poster itself to me looks very magical. I don't know. I Like, the way it's drawn seems like there's some magic that's going to be happening. And Mm -hmm. it's a prep school. But I don't know. I got a lot of magic vibes from this. That's what I think I went more like this is going to be like a Japanese Hogwarts situation. Okay. Well, speaking of the poster, we obviously have like two big focal points and then a very wide cast surrounding them. So I'll really only ask you to deep dive on the main two and then we'll kind of just get your quick thoughts on the rest. Okay, so the two girls in front, they're sisters. Now, while they're not ghosts, they are giving me big shining ghost twin energy. Maybe they are ghosts, but for tribal branding purposes, one has icy blue powers and the other has fiery red powers. Because you know, like everyone has to be like, I'm more team blue, I'm more team red, a la Twilight. I said, they're probably villains. And then I thought to myself also, because, you know, now that I've just gone down this magic rabbit hole of what's possible, I also decided to start the year off with my first ever Yu-Gi-Oh! prediction. And <laughs> and I said, the girl on the left is possessed by a blue-eyes white dragon, and the girl on the right is possessed by a red-eyes black dragon. <laughs> I love it. I hate it. <laughs> so, you know, the duality. Why can't dragons possess girls? It's 2021. <laughs> I'm pretty positive there's at least like three anime about that. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a thing? I was going to say. So going clockwise from here, uh, we have the girl in the orange hoodie. She's going to be the comic relief best friend of this girl on the far right, the blonde girl. That's down towards the front of the poster. The girl in the hoodie, though, she's going to be the comic relief. And in, in traditional Hogwarts rules, you have to have, there's the main character and they've got to have two best friends. One's a smart one, one's the comic relief. She's the comic relief. And then the girl to the left of her with the pink hair, she's going to be the smart one. Okay, what about this character with the smiling mask? Oh my god, terrifying. <laughs> Honestly, can I be real with you? I didn't know that was a mask. <laughs> I just you thought fool. that was her face. She feels like, I think she's like an assassin. She's giving me big assassin vibes. I like that. She's like TikTok famous, which is why she's got the really great hair. The girl on the top left. 
Um, she's possessed by some ghost also, and maybe she died like a long time ago, and she's just there wandering the halls of magical Hogwarts from Japan. The woman in the priestess outfit. I feel like she's there trying to guide these wayward ghosts that obviously are there, like to the afterlife, maybe. She seems very solemn, like maybe she's lost somebody in this, I don't know, scary Japanese sexy Hogwarts. <laughs> Filled with ghosts and dragons. Ghosts, dragons. I mean, I really leaned into magic this time. The guy with glasses? I feel like he's giving me Prince Hans energy. We're like, because he seems like hot. Like, I can tell he's going to be the hot one, in my opinion. But he's going to be end up being like a bad guy also. Okay, what about this person with a gun? It's a groundbreaking gender nonconforming character. Unfortunately, though, they did not see that uh, movie about giving gender nonconforming characters or trans characters um, good roles. So they gave them the like Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill treatment. I get that vibe from this. I thought you were going to say something worse. I thought you were going to be like, they don't identify as man or woman. They identify as gun. (laughs) (laughs) They identify as ghost. The girl with the blonde bob. She's going to be like, you know how like every hero story, there's always have to lose somebody who like is important to the main character that kind of drives the story along. Like, and I feel like she's going to be the motivation for this blonde girl at the bottom right. Because I really feel the girl on the bottom right is going to be like the hero um, in my mind. You think the person not the focal point of the poster is going to be the hero? Yeah, I don't know. Those girls in the front don't see, they feel like villains. I don't know. I don't think you understand how poster design works, Casey. <laughs> well, I mean, she, the girl, yeah, the let's put hair- our main character. It's going to be that person in the back left. <laughs> um, I'm standing by my prediction. I stay, I, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> I respect you standing by your guns, but I'm just like, oh no, Casey. <laughs> That's not how, I hope you never design a poster for us. That's why I never have and I never will. <laughs> before we get to her let's get to this guy with the brown hair you know also in certain tropes like okay this is a weird example do you guys remember blades of glory yes you remember how like amy poehler and will arnett are like the villains um which by the way yeah love them miss them wish they were still together anyways so they're like the brother sister in that and they're like the evil ones but then there's like their younger sister who john heater falls in love with uh played by uh jenna fisher okay you're like where's this going no anyways, yeah. he's gonna be like the nice one compared to the sisters like the two sisters are mean but he's gonna be like the friendly like um brother who like actually is like good-hearted and knows what's going on is wrong but um he has some allegiance to family from predated ideas of you know, what a family should be. Uh, and then why don't we finish off with our main character? Apparently, <laughs> Thank you. This girl with the blonde hair. I knew it, guys. Guys, why am I always right about these predictions? I swear. So the girl on the front, she like, it's like I said, I, I think I just leaned really into like magic and Hogwarts and all that nonsense. She's come here from like the quote unquote muggle world. And like, <laughs> basically just like, wait, what? Magic is real, and now I'm going to this school, and I have magic powers. What? What? In my what? Um. So, I think that I think that's what she's gonna be doing. I think she's gonna also uncover some mysteries. I think it's gonna be sexy, cute Japanese mysteries because that's anime. That's anime. That's right. That's anime. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see if that's this anime. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to watch episodes one and two of Kakaguri. Uh, we're going to see if Casey likes and we're going to come back with his thoughts. Uh, but stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the prestigious Hayako Private Academy, Japan's leading academy for the children of the super elite. Whether you're posing your child for a corporate takeover, or just want them to be able to destroy their cousins in the eventual power grab following your death, Hayako is the school for them. At Hayako, students learn all the skills they need to succeed in the cutthroat world of business and power, like how to take risks, how to lie, how to treat people like subhuman garbage, and more. Of course, there's always a chance that your child isn't meant for this life. For those children, they will become the pets of the powerful. Your little Fido and Minutes will serve as examples of failure. But don't worry, they're only one win or life plan away from getting back to the middle. So what are you waiting for? Enroll your child in Hayako Private Academy today, an education your child can bet their life on. All right, we're back, and we had Casey watch episodes one and two of Kakiguri, as well as me watch episodes one and two of Kakiguri. Casey, what did you think? I 
loved it. It's so good. It's great. I just want to put on Kenny Rogers Gambler and jam out right now. Ugh, such honestly, the same. I knew I would like it because Skylar liked it so much, but like, I really like this. Me too. Me too. Like, this was a hit. That's exciting. I want to ask, just do you see why we would think you wouldn't like it, though? Yeah, I think the reasons you think I wouldn't like it was because I think it's sexual, which I didn't like about Food Wars. Like, it was too sexual. I think that's the number one thing I thought of. Like, still, I did have some confusion, like, when we went to the uh, Love and War, like, about, like, the student council thing being like, (laughs) like, why is it a big deal? And this one's even more dramatic. Yes. Honestly, yes. it kind of fits fits into a similar theme of Food Wars. Like, honestly, there's a lot of parallels because in Food Wars, it's the same where, like, already in Japan, student councils have, like, so much power. But in Food Wars and in this, they're, like, more powerful than the school for some reason. And it's, like, wild. Yeah. But let's not get too into it yet. Let's get through some housekeeping first. So Kakiguri began as a manga titled Kakiguri Compulsive Gambler, which is the actual direct translation of Kakiguri. For your knowledge, Casey, it was published by Square Enix of Kingdom Hearts fame in Gangan Joker from March 2014 to present and was written by Homura Kawamoto. It was adapted into an anime by Studio Mappa, who we have done plenty of Studio Mappa animes at this point, and licensed by Netflix in the U.S. Uh. It ran from July 2017 to March 2019 and was directed by Yuichiro Hayashi. Wait, they're not making it anymore? I don't know. I don't know how much there is left to produce. I think the manga is still running, but I'm not familiar enough with it to know if there's plans for a third season. I'm that willing to write a letter. Super cool. <laughs> there's also actually, uh, I mean, this has happened with a few of our animes at this point, but this actually has like a mildly successful live action adaptation in Japan as well. Yes. And that's something I definitely wanted to check out just because there's so many different faces that they make. I want to see if it translate well enough into the live yeah, action. Yeah, this has like some of the most unique facial animation I've ever seen. Ugh. It low-key reminds me of Death Note animation wise and style wise. Yeah, I, I see that. There was another anime we watched this reminded me of was it like tokyo ghoul was it because their faces were very like demonic kind of yeah i could see tokyo i literally as we were watching it was like i think casey's gonna relate this to tokyo ghoul right <laughs> the faces oh god <laughs> i handstand that those faces i do also love that it's part of it it's yeah i've got it like it makes me cringe but i'm also happy it's there yeah we all have a lot of thoughts so let's jump into it skylar We start with Mary playing a card game with Ryota, and it's getting intense. She's making ugly faces. He's super nervous, and at the end of it, he loses and he becomes a house pet. And, like, they don't specify it's house pet at this point. They call him Fido. Mm-hmm. which they go into more in the second episode. Yeah. And so uh, the next day, you know, we have Ryota just going like, I'm not a human. I'm, you know, a pet, like low class, non-existent. We find out that he's actually the uh, class president. And PJ was like, can they do that? Can you be a class <laughs> pet, but also class president? Why choose? The class pets ridden. Ugh. That's the sequel to that uh, Disney movie, Teacher's Pet. Oh, my God. Oh, I no. saw that in I... theaters. I saw it, and I watched every episode of the show. I really enjoyed it. I, I won a contest to go with my mom to see it at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. Only time wow. I've ever won something so prestigious. <laughs> I, I love the movie, but one of the worst movies to win a contest to go see at the El Capitan. Uh, Christy Carlson Romano, though, doing that theme song, fantastic. Hell yeah. They get a new student named Yumiko. Do you guys believe in love at first sight? That's how I felt when I saw Yumiko. (laughs) Kind of same. I was immediately charmed. I was too. Like, she just has, like, such an energy about her. Right? Yes. So everyone's kind of, like, gushing over. She's honestly so pretty. And uh, we see, like, Mary in the back gritting her teeth. I told PJ that the show makes my teeth ache. Because, like, they just grind their teeth and there's close-ups on it. Grind never stops. Ugh, ouch. Oh, my God. Always on the grind. So, grind it's a grind. Day. Coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, we see her. She's all in the back being upset that she's getting so much attention. Later, we see Ryota showing Yumiko around. Um, and she notices that he's wearing tags around his neck. I really enjoy this whole, like, little exchange they have. Because it's very much him trying to be like, you have to watch out. Everyone here, they're all so obsessed with gambling. You'll be like me you'll become a husband and she's like gambling you say and he's like yeah it's terrible and she's like so where and when does this gambling occur 
Very that. Very that. It's true. When we were watching this, you were like, is she just being coy right now? Like, what's going on? And she was. Because <laughs> she's like, I might know the rules to a game or two. <laughs> I knew she was about to light this place up. I was like, hell yeah. I'm so ready for her to go in there. Light Ooh. it up. And up, I guess up, I will say, I specifically up, love the way she lights it up, too. Yes. So good. We'll get to there. So he explains that he is a pet after losing a gambling match with Mary. And he owes a debt to her up to 5 million yen. And he explains that he tries to win more money to pay her off, but he just gets further and further deep in the hole. And that's kind of like what happens. Like when you become a pet, there's not really a way to um, no longer become a pet. Because I mean, like, is the idea essentially that you were a bad enough gambler to begin with that you got here? Yeah. So like, there's not really a place where for you to be good enough at gambling to get out. Right. Why do I feel like this episode's gonna have like, I feel like the outro of this episode is gonna be like, we all had some fun here today. But gambling is wrong. And if you need help, here's the phone line for that. That's going to be the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think more of the point is um, if you're going to assume the risk, then like, yeah, that's on you. You let yourself get here like no one else did. Well, and it seems like you can choose not to gamble. Yeah, but like it's not great when you? you don't. Like, you become unpopular. Well, yeah, because when he's, like, introducing her to everything, he's like, so if anyone challenges you, just say no, is basically what he what his advice to her is. Yeah. Because realistically, the whole point of, like, the pet board is you're a pet if you're not donating enough to the school. Everyone here is, like, elite rich people. So they could just donate to the school, but they're here because they like to gamble. So theoretically, you could go there and never gamble. You would be a little bit of a social pariah, but you'd never become a pet. Right, exactly. You know what's funny? At the end of this, I I was like, I know all these bad things are happening, but man, I want to go play craps right now. (laughs) Like really badly. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, Yumiko begins to laugh and he's looking at her like just in awe and surprise and she seems so stoked she's so excited yeah i she's like so freaking hyped and it's so funny because like he's literally like it's not a good idea if anyone challenges you don't say yes mary challenged me and she made me a dog so she challenges you don't accept a challenge from her and like the very next scene mary comes up and she's like so you want to gamble <laughs> And Yumiko's like, why, yes, I do want to gamble. And he's just in the background the entire time, like, do you not listen to a word I say? (laughs) He's like, no, please don't. (laughs) But, like, as he's, like, warning Yumiko, like, Mary gives him, like, the scariest look. She's like, go get the chips, Fido. You're a dog. A dog. A dog. dog. Oh, my God. I knew that was going to happen. So you think you're hot stuff because you know how to play poker. By the way, can I just say real quick? These people are full gambling in this school. I couldn't even at my Lutheran middle school play Pokemon cards. I had to we had to sneak to the bathroom to play Pokemon cards. (laughs) These people are full gambling like it's nuts. Millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, Casey, Casey, that's your fault for not going to a gambling school. At the very least, it's your fault for going to a Lutheran school. I know that wasn't your choice, (laughs) and it was your parents' fault, but I'm going to blame little kid Casey, and I'm going to travel back in time and wedgie him. (gasps) Oh, my God. It's okay. Just throw it on the trauma. We're already working out in therapy. (laughs) Just throw it on. (laughs) It'll get fixed at some point, too. (laughs) I might as well be directly involved with some of the trauma if I have to hear about it so often. (laughs) I mean, between me and Skylar, it's a real handful. Oof. <laughs> so like when this happens and she agrees to the match like everyone just like scrams you see like curtains drawn lights like turned off chips coming out of hiding it's insane so mary explains that they're gonna be playing ballot rock paper scissors it's an original game that the class came up with where students will draw rock paper scissors on onto a card that is placed into a sealed metal box that prevents the players from seeing what's on them I actually really like the idea. I know it sounds so stupid to be like, wow, I like the idea of rock, paper, scissors as a card game, but I do. Yeah. It adds like a level of like an additional level of thought process and skill to it in a weird way. Right. And honestly, I'd play card, rock, paper, scissors. Let's get on that. Let's make that. 
Mary reveals that the game isn't like normal rock, paper, scissors, where a player has the ability to choose whatever move they want, but the game relies on the ability to read the flow of the game. And it, it seems all very innocent for a while, right? Like, it's very much like, she gives her like 1 million yen to play with. Yeah, and which, I, by the way, I did the math for, and it comes out to 9,619 American dollars. That's how much yen she gives her to start with. So she gives her like, you know, a big chunk of money, and they go kind of quick tit for tat and it always feels very intense even though it's very like nothing's happening she wages two chips and she wins she wages 50 chips loses wages two chips loses wages 50 chips loses and it it's very much like everyone's freaking out like why is she still betting she's losing right and everything is still so calm and collected and she's not even phased and then she's like can we play one more game and i was even like oh god because the entire time i was like Oh, okay. This is where she's going to turn it around. Nope. She lost again. This is where she's going to turn it around. Nope. <laughs> you have to have faith. What I've learned from Yugi and Yu-Gi-Oh is you have to have faith in the heart of the cards. <laughs> but she freaking pulls out straight up like 10 straight stacks on the table. And she's like 10 million yen right there. Cash. And even Mary's mm-hmm. like, why do you, why are you carrying that much money around with you? A uh, Valid question. Especially as a new student who's never been to this like gambling school. And Mary's face got hella weird at this point, by the way. It got real creepy. I really love the weird face animation. Like, I hate it at the same time, right? Yeah. Right. But I love it because it takes these characters that are, like, very, like, you know, because all of the characters are drawn very, like, conventionally, like, anime attractive. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I think designed to show you the, like, gambler in them, right? Like, that gross, greasy, like, I mean, we've all been in a casino. We know the type. Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys share your experience when going to gamble? Um. So, yeah, we were at a craps table. And um, he's not a superstitious person at all. And then, like, we lost some money. Not a whole lot. We only go in, like, betting 20. Uh, As we walked away, I was just like, you know what? I did, like, every time that one guy played and we were after that guy, like, we would lose money. I should have, like, took that as a sign. And Mr. Non-Superstitious was just like, (laughs) if you had caught up on that, why didn't we move to a different thing immediately? You should have known. Like, he was bad luck. I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have a severely addictive personality, which usually is beneficial, right? It's like, oh, great. Like, my current addiction is, like, Work. this hobby of mine. But that also works for the negative side, and I have a terrible gambling problem, <laughs> uh, which led to what Casey deems our most hilarious fight. You guys, uh, I cried. I debatable. cried for, like, 30 minutes of laughter. <laughs> I cried. And I cried just because I was crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I would not go to this gambling school because I would be a house pet. Mm-hmm. By the way, back to this game that they're they're playing. Um, like I said, I'm all about the numbers, and so just for you guys to know, so this big bet that they're about to do, I did the money translation. It came out to ninety six thousand two hundred and four dollars and seventy three American dollars. That's how much they're betting on this big final game. Ooh. Basically, Mary's like, no, there's no way I'm going to bet that much like on a single game. You're insane. And then this is when Yumiko's eyes change to a crimson color. And she remarks that making such high risk bets on a single game is what like makes it fun. And like, oh, it's a tonal shift. I mean, this is where you really start getting like the heart and soul of the anime. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is when she becomes like her true gambler persona is what I'll call it. It's her Yami. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) But without it being a different person. But, like, she, you know, because the entire time she has, like, these very big brown eyes and they, like, narrow to these, like, beady, shining red eyes. And she's just, like, delighting in every little piece of gambling. And, like, she's, like, getting off on it. She remarks that the madness is simply the essence of gambling. In a capitalist society, money is the ruling force and synonymous with one's own life. And I was like, ooh, political commentary in my gambling anime? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I just love that. And I was like, in Japan, when you like have a gambling addiction, you get cool colored eyes. That's what I want. She also says, uh, because of this, a sane person wouldn't entrust their entire life to luck. But yet people go to casinos because they derive leisure from it. And as a result of this, gambling becomes more fun the crazier it gets. Well, which I bet is true. Like, I, I imagine high stakes gambling is like a super thrill. Yeah. 
I saw the <laughs> the award-winning movie Money Plane, which won no awards but does star Adam Edge Copeland. Ooh, interested. Uh-huh. You got me back. You lured me in. It's not great, Case. It's not great. It's no Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Hell, what could be? What Honestly, could be? though, like for reals. I love that. And movie. at this point, Mary's still like, she's getting like really freaked out. She refuses to play the game. And then as she gets up to walk away, Yumiko is like, oh, do you have cold feet? Because basically, uh, Mary said the same thing to Yumiko earlier on. And then. Just that comment infuriates Mary so much. And well, again, it's like the thing of like in a school full of gamblers, you can always refuse, but like that just makes you seem weak. Right. All it is is about status. And in a school full of status, you can't look weak. It's yeah. a toxic cycle. And at this point, she sits down, the game begins, and Yumiko like laughs and she says that high stake games are fun. And this is where. Mary is literally questioning her sanity. She's like, maybe she doesn't understand the actual stakes of like how high the stakes of this game truly are. Well, and this is also where Mary like reveals her like cheating. And I was like, oh God, I hate her. Of course she's goddamn cheating. And like literally two thirds of the class are her pets and they're putting in specific cards so that she has a higher chance of winning all the time. Right. And it's like this very much like, ho, 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 you dumb little girl. No matter what you do, I'm going to win. Because like, you know, she goes through all of the strategy. But then literally like immediately homegirl is like, oh, yeah, I totally saw through your cheating. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is definitely like, ugh, to see Mary's stunned face when Yumiko like reveals that she like knows but also, like, what's important is Mary's like, oh, you want all that money that I won back? Is that what you're saying? Is that why you're accusing me of cheating? And Yumiko's like, no, let's continue. I'm just saying, get good. If you're going to cheat, be better. Yumiko's like, I'm on to you, and I'm going to get your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, it's not even like, I mean, because, like, for the audience, it's like a big justice boner, right? Right. Like, it's that, like, yes. oh, hell yeah, she's cheating, like, beat her and, like, get that vengeance. But that's not her motivation. Her motivation is just, like, I like that you think cheating is going to make me lose. Even if it does, at least it'll make this thing fun. Yeah. That's all that matters to me right now. I just want to gamble, and you're going to give that to me. Yeah. I just have to say, I was that person with the justice boner. <laughs> Same. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, because, like, look at, like, Ryota, he's class pet because of Mary, and we know that's because she was cheating. So how many people's lives did she literally ruin with cheating? So it's great. By the way, I just have to say, this, one thing I really liked about this whole anime is the fact that, like, yes, like, it's gambling, but also there's justice. And we recently talked about how an ex of mine cheated at Uno, (laughs) and we broke up that night. So you guys, cheaters never prosper. (laughs) (laughs) If only Yumiko was there to teach him a lesson. <laughs> I honestly, Yumiko could have saved me a lot of time. Just told me all about a lot of things. <laughs> it's true. Yumiko would have told me that my ex was uh, like cheating at Uno, and then she would have given me like $5 million. It would have been great. <laughs> uh, so basically, Mary's still confident that even though Yumiko has figured her out, she's still going to win. But then she loses. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Mary's whole thing is basically like, you know, almost all of the the cards are hand. Literally, the chances of you having scissors are so low. And even if you did have them, you're not smart enough to think that that's the right play. So I'm just going to play a hand. And Yumiko's like, because obviously Mary's, that's like Mary's inner monologue. And out loud, Yumiko's like, oh, you think you've got it figured out. But don't worry, I've got, I've got what I'm doing. Mary plays paper and... Yumiko plays scissors, and that's the end of the game. I thought rock, paper, slap was high stakes for middle school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember rock, paper, slap? That was Oh, like, yeah. There's, no. there's definitely a video of me slapping the heck out of my friend Ricky after playing um, rock, Ricky paper, slap. Spanish. Ricky Spanish. Who's a very nice <laughs> Irish guy. <laughs> Ricky O. Spanish. Ricky O. Spanish. Oh, because he's Irish. <laughs> Like, Mary, she's, like, having a mental breakdown, and she's just like, I just want to put her in debt. Now I'm, like, the class pet. Like, how? How did this happen? And then we see, like, Yumiko, she's like, oh, do you have the money you owe me? How is it? How much? Like, eight million? Eight, eight million, yeah. 8.8 8 million yen. 
And then, like, she's like, no, I don't have the money. And, like, just her expression and everything is, like, insane. I love it. Yeah, she's just crying. And she's like, can I pay you later? And she's like, well, it was fun. So, sure. Why not? And she walks away. Yes. She's so cool. That's when Ryota, like, chases her out or chases after her. And he's like, how did you know? And she's like, I have a hand mirror and I'm not dumb. And, like, he feels bad because he was the one, like, signifying, like, which ones. What cards to play. Yeah. And, like, it was just interesting. Like, she completely breaks it down, how she figured out, the pattern, everything. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, I get it. And then she gives him 5 million yen. She basically pays off his debt. She's basically like, don't worry. Like, you might have been helping her cheat, but I know that, A, you didn't super want to. And, B, I don't want to play a game because I think I'm going to win. Like, I'm here to gamble. And that's where you, like, start realizing, like, she doesn't care about winning. She cares about gambling. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to leave the school. I'm too in debt. I hate being a pet. And she's just like, oh, how much are you in debt for? And just gives him the money. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, I can't take this. And she's like, no, I literally had a truly stimulating game all because of you. Like, basically saying that cheating helped her have even more fun. And it was just nice. (laughs) What I like especially about it is his dialogue where he's like, There was no darkness in her smile. There was no pity in her eyes. Like, she just genuinely wanted to give me this money because she's a good person. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to use you as, like, a resource later on because you Mm -hmm. owe me something. Which is another layer to her, which is she doesn't even care about the winnings from gambling. She just loves gambling. Right. Absolutely. I did think, like... When I was watching this, because, like, I like her. I'm obsessed with her. She's, like, amaze. But I did think to myself, I'm like, is she going to be, like, a hero or an anti-hero? She's obviously on the good side of things. But I couldn't decide, like, she's an anti-hero where it's, like, she does good things inadvertently. Or is it going to be, like, no, she's just a hero who just really likes to gamble. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Did you guys get that vibe? I don't even think it's, like, she's a hero. I mean, to me, it feels like very much, like, especially with this interaction specifically, I just think she's a good person. Like, she's not a bad, she's not a hero or a bad person. She's just a good person who loves gambling and just so happens it is going to luck into, like, being a hero for people because of it yeah because basically like calling out everyone that's been cheating yeah so uh we conclude the episode with the president giving information about her and she just says oh a viper has entered our paradise and it's very like kind of creepy very interesting and the episode ends and and that viper was Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. RKO out of <laughs> he nowhere. Hit her, she hit her with the RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> yes, I loved the um, <laughs> episode. I'm obsessed with uh, Yumiko. Um, yeah, like total hit. Total, total, total hit. I can't wait to get into the second episode. Same thoughts on my end as someone watching it for the first time. We see Yumiko. She greets Ryota. She notices that he's no longer wearing his pet tag. Uh, He greets her by her last name. And she's like, aw. Like, genuine disappointment. She's like, I thought we were friends so we could refer to each other as our first name. And he's like, okay, we can do yeah, that. It's a, it's a really sweet little encounter. Yeah, it's really nice. She's the best. And again, I love these moments outside of gambling to like really drive in that she is like just like a genuinely like nice girl. Right. Mm-hmm. With like very humanizing moments because like when she's gambling, she becomes like this like vengeance demon. Right. Right. That's her Yami. He's just like this little pitiful kind of mess of a guy who's just so stressed out and it just seems like he's just trying to support her throughout the whole thing. And this is when they see Mary standing in front of her desk and there's like insults and like this doll and a knife like all stabbed into her desk along with her tags and everyone's making fun of her. And Yumiko is like, oh my God, like Mary, are you a victim of bullying? And Mary's like, this is your fault. This because of you. And she storms off. And that's when Ryota is like, yeah, so if you can't pay your debts, you become a house pet. And she's now she's middens. (laughs) Which I love that the girls are referred to as cats and the boys are referred to as dogs so it's like mittens and fido it's like that moment in community when <laughs> troy is like i always thought all dogs were boys and all cats were girls 
Oh my God. <laughs> you know what's weird about this scene? I thought like when I, like when we were coming into the scene where you see her, like her desk all messed up, I thought it was going to like, they were going to be bullying her because she was exposed as a cheater, but they're like, nah, nah, nah. She lost. That's worse. <laughs> That's worse yeah. than cheating, you loser. No, I, I think honestly, I imagine cheating is somewhat commonplace in like a gambling school. It's just about being a good enough cheater, you don't get caught. Right. And also, like during this, they're like yelling at Mary to put her tags on. And then you kind of hear, like, oh, if you don't do it, then your debt gets worse. And like, it just like there's a bunch of severe consequences for the person if they refuse to like do the duties of a house pet. Yeah. And I mean, we kind of get it explained to us that like it was always kind of like this, but it got way worse two years ago when the new school president came in, who became school president by like gambling for the title against the current one at the time, <laughs> winning and then just made everything way worse for everyone. Yeah. Kiari is evil. I think it's interesting when he goes to talk about like the people in student council are all like really great gamblers. And he's like, well, they have all the things that are a part of being like a great leader, which is why they're are our leaders because they're so good at gambling because they like like to take risks <laughs> and like just other yeah. things that I'm like, mm, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Well, okay. Ryuta, like, he explains that the skills that they learn as students, it's all about bargaining, lip reading, and, like, um, just being able to make important decisions. Yeah. In the cutthroat business world, they are the skills they need. But every student comes from a very influential background. Like, no poor people are there. Right. Yeah. Like, there's truth to that. Like, I, I do see the truth in what they're saying. So is this school, like, do they have regular subjects? Or is this, like, a legitimate, like, gambling school? Like they No, just... no, no. Gambling only happens, like, during recess and after classes and, and after school. And lunch and stuff. Yeah, they have regular-ass school during class time. Right. Like, there's no class on dice throwing or, like, card There's flipping. no gambling class or anything. No. Hmm. No. It's just a 100% regular school where in between classes, recess, lunch, after school, before school, people only gamble. And teachers basically turn a blind eye to the gambling stuff. Wasn't there a gambling kid in recess that, you know, the animated TV show? Wasn't there like a gambling character? Was there? I mean, I feel like you're right, but I don't remember. Right. Was was that the guy that had all the, um like the extra stuff from, like he would try to sell from inside his trench coat? Was that him? Well, I remember that? that guy, he might have done like a three card monty or something like that but it was more scammy than gambling right because that was his whole thing right he was like the shady like i can get with you whatever you want type of kid yeah right while like this is all being explained basically that's when we find out that um the president has a school system but also that those announcements uh the rankings are posted at irregular intervals to make sure like everyone's kept on their toes and to kind of force people into the pet system as well that's pretty messed up yeah oh my gosh do you guys remember the scene this is around this time she's like full-on food wars orgasming from gambling <laughs> like yeah the thought of gambling well, i was like riota oh like he sees her shaking like her hand is shaking he's like oh i'm so sorry for scaring you and then like paying closer attention she's like like getting off basically at the at like this idea yeah it's all about the thrill right oh my gosh this is a thrill sexy... of the kill <laughs> this is a sexy sexy card game they see a group of students that are gambling, and he reveals that that gambler is a first-year student and a member of student council. She's insanely rich uh, because her father's the president of a large toy company, and also she's just like an ace when it comes to gambling. Well, specifically card games. Yes. I love it because it is following a similar formula, but like I feel like almost every anime, the first two episodes are like the exact same formula. We've talked right. about this ad nauseum at this point, but it is the same thing like where he's like, you don't want to get messed up with her. She's really bad. And then immediately the girl comes over and she's like, so you want to gamble with me? And she's like, yes, I yes. do. And he's like, what? Do you not listen to me? What are, what, are, what, what am I here for? <laughs> That's full on. That's what it is. You know what that girl's name was? Jennifer Hasbro. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it was it was Milton Bradley the girl. <laughs> it was Trixie Mattel. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God! 
Uh, finally, I've made a Trixie Mattel reference on this podcast. I didn't know when it would come, but now was the right time. So it jumps to the perspective of Mary, who's being like really introspective, just being kind of like being really dour. Uh, she's just like, I can't believe that this is happening to me. Like, and then uh, one of the classmates is like, Oh, I spilled my coffee. Clean it up, house pet. <laughs> Clean my coffee, coffee cleaner. There oh, yeah. <laughs> So, like, while she's cleaning up the coffee, so this is weird. For some reason, I thought she would just put on, like, napkins on, but she, like, goes and fills up a pail of water and, like, is actually, like, doing a good job. Yeah, no, I think it's super interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, though, there's probably some rule where, like, you have to do your house pet duties well. Right. Or, like, it's it reflects poorly on your, like, debt or something. Right. That makes sense. As soon as, like, this girl, by the way, shows up and they're about to do this, like, gambling thing, I just thought, like, I then made a prediction about the podcast. I was like, I hope this anime is a Kill Bill-style takeover of the student council through gambling. And if it isn't, then I'm pissed. Okay. So while she's cleaning up the coffee, someone runs into the room and is like, oh my god, that new student's playing uh, a student council member and they all start freaking out and they like run to go watch. Um, Itsuki explains to Yumiko that they'll be playing double memory and um, basically it's just the game memory but utilizing two different decks. And she she's like looking at the security camera, like announcing it's basically a product placement. I thought it was good. This this is like it's like she's basically like a YouTuber with this. Like fall on like this video today is sponsored by the cards. Da, 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 da. It was that very my that. family makes. <laughs> the game kind of goes very similarly to the last time, right? But this time she's doing really well the entire time. Everyone's shocked. Like everyone is blown away that they're both so good at remembering. Which honestly, like, even if you're good at memory, like, double deck memory sounds like a whole other level. Yeah. But even with that, she just wipes her and just completely wipes the floor with her. And it was already like a 20 million oh, yen bet. A 20 million yen bet that she had to borrow from her. Yeah, so she took that out as a loan at zero interest, which is nice. Uh, but it was all because, you know, she it's knew she trap. was going to win. <laughs> But then, you know, she begs her and begs her. She's like, please, 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 like, let me try again. And she's like, but you don't have any money. So how about I take your fingernails? Yeah. Oh my she's like, I I love cute fingernails. And at first I thought she just meant like designs or like she takes acrylics from women. Because yeah. she opens up a case which is lined with beautifully painted and like cool designed nails. And then she's like. These are real nails that I've taken from people. <laughs> Rich people are wild, y'all. Yeah. And she's like, I'll play you for all of your fingernails and toenails. And Yumiko's like, yeah, sounds great. Let's Honestly, do it. Honestly, she like kind of gets off on how, how much of a mistake that is. Yeah. Okay. So she says, like, no one ever lets me just buy their nails. So I always have to just win them from them. Casey. What's your price for having someone rip off all of your fingernails? And toenails. Hmm. I'm in like the couple million. Like, <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't ask that much, but like, I think it'd be so painful. And I don't yeah. know. It's it's in the millions. It's in the millions. I can't believe she went for the, the toenails, too. I was like, oh, it's the fingernails, but it's the toenails, too. I think it's a rare opportunity. Like, she's probably the first person that's willingly bet it. So she was like, how far can I take this? Right. Yeah. I honestly, Damn. my price, not even that high. Mine is. Give me like a quarter mil. You can take them all. You know how like people can't do like eye stuff when it comes to like horror movies or like nose stuff or just like, you know, just certain things. Anytime it has anything to do with nails, it's like the one thing I can't do. I could watch basically anything else in a horror movie, but nail stuff, I like actually become uh, physically ill. Shout out to the first season of Lost for messing me up on that. Oh Does my nail gosh. stuff happen in Lost? Oh yeah, one don't of the guys. Don't tell me, don't tell me, like, tell it's freaking no, no, me out. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's not that bad. It is bad, but like one of the no, guys. No, 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 no. All right. And then, so the gambling begins again. <laughs> and basically it's revealed. <laughs> 
basically it's revealed that she has a trick deck that her company made specially for her. It's it's quite ingenious because like basically the patterns are different, but they go away like after three minutes and it works well, yeah, it's, with it's body heat, heat activated and her bag is lined with hand warmers. Yeah. And yeah, as soon as it cools down, it goes away. So there's no way to like prove the cheating at that point. And she's so cocky. She's so confident. She's like, no one can ever beat me with a card game. I'm a genius. I'm going to take this girl for everything she's worth and I'm going to take her toenails. And then all of a sudden, Yumiko pulls like an immediate pair. And then she's like immediately like, wow, you're putting your company at a lot of risk for this cheat. And immediately, Itsuki's like, what? (laughs) Oh my God. Again, it's just like that switch that happens Again, we get more sexualization of Yumiko, but she's doing it herself. Not sexualization of her, but like she's just getting real hot butt. She's just so horny for it. And she just keeps going. And she, and Itsuki's just freaking out like, what does she know? What does she know? What does she know? What does she know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yumiko is like a sexy rain man, really. Like with all these discovering the cheating stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> she's a sexy Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> And she keeps going and as she keeps like revealing more and more of how it's like so obvious how she's cheating. And again, her thing is always like not even mad that they're cheating, but mad that it's so obvious to yeah. her. And she keeps going and the entire time Itsuki's like, I'll have to, just the second it's my turn, I'm going to take the cards, I'm going to win, and then I'm going to swap the cards for a clean deck and no one's ever going to know. And like the second she finishes having that thought. Uh, Ryota's like, uh, Yumiko wins. <laughs> and she just did it on memory. Yeah. Because she memorized the the fake patterns she put into the cards. Right. And she was like, literally, if you had used a different deck, even a fake cheating deck, like, I wouldn't have got it because you would have switched the order. But, like, you got too cocky. So, like, right after she loses, like, Yumiko gets intense. And she's like, whoa, like, how about you bet your nails and everything? Like, blah, blah, blah. I know I won. But, like, let's keep doing it. Let's both bet our nails. And she's like, you were okay with betting my nails, so how about I bet your nails? Like, she's getting into it. They're so intense. So much that, like, Itsuki, like, falls and screams. And, like, during this whole moment, like, we're focused on the rain outside, flickering of light. Like, again, they just pair the intensity of Yumiko with the setting so well, and it's just a good time. And and I was going to say, like, this is why, like, I was still, like, even at this point confused. I'm like, well, is she a hero or is she an anti-hero? Because, like... Like, she wants to play, but, like, I mean, is it the... It's because she's all about the thrill. So it's, like, her shape, like, trying to be, like, well, you're ready to bet my nails. And, like, basically kind of proving, like... She was trying to dehumanize her and, like, do all this messed up, like, bet, you know? But that's not even it, honestly. Like, again, like, she's not doing it like, wow, you were willing to bet mine. How about we bet yours? Like, she's literally, like, Like, just about the game. Like, she does not care. Right, exactly. So it's like, no, that's my point, though. It's like, it's not a sense of morality for why she's trying to bet that thing. Because, like, if I think objectively, like, I would assume, like, oh, like, she's trying to show her, like, you shouldn't be trying to take people's nails. But, like, she's she's all about the game. Let's exactly. keep going. Let's yeah. raise the stakes. And again, that's what that's honestly something I really like is she doesn't fall into a hero or anti-hero or villain trope. She's like she's very much her own thing. Yeah. Right. Very that. Well, you compared her while we were watching it. Was it Yu-Gi-Oh! Zero? Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, which we'll we'll do as a bonus episode this month. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So she she screams, she fell to the floor, she's like panicking. And eventually Ryoto literally just has to come up to her and, and he's like, hey, maybe stop. She's like begging you to stop. And she's just like, buzzkill. Yeah. Oh my God. And leaving Itsuki just a shambling, crying mess on the floor. Right. I wonder if like, because like the way Yumiko has done these, both like the game in the first episode with Mary and then now in this episode with, you know, Miss Toy Daughter Girl. Miss Toyota. Miss Toyota. (laughs) No, but like, I wonder if like that's going to bite her in the butt because while she's like is like learning how people are cheating and all that stuff, you know, like, I like what it only takes like one person to be like, eh, we're just going to do one game and she loses and like, she's never going to be able to get her chance back. Does that make sense? Right. But it, I mean, honestly, I don't even think that's that big of a deal for her because again, she doesn't care about winning. She cares about that's the true. thrill. Honestly, yeah. she, if she could lose these games and she wouldn't be upset if she had fun the entire time. Yeah, seriously. That's true. 
So we noticed that there is a member of student council watching everything go down, and she reports back to the president, like, what happened. Yeah, you get to see the whole cast of characters in student council, and they are an interesting bunch. Oh, yeah, definitely. We got Star-Eye Girl, <laughs> dresses a puppy girl. I have a strong, very nervous prediction that Gun Girl's game of choice is Russian roulette. <laughs> ah, good point. Yeah. This is oh. that was basically the Legion of Doom Jr. That's what that that student council was. <laughs> it did have that kind of weight to it. And then the president just kind of cool. Let's do some meddling. And you're like, oh, my God. And here we see the girl with like the very traditional Japanese garb, which we then see in a moment. Because uh, Yumiko asks Ryota where the other games that he had mentioned. I want to go there. Take me there. And so he takes her to the traditional culture club. And this is where we see um, Mary, who's trying to get more money to get out of being a house pet is losing to that one student council member who's wearing the traditional garb. I guess you could say she's getting some karma chameleon from the traditional culture club. <laughs> karma, 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 karma chameleon. I'm so into that. <laughs> that is too perfect of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> But this leaves Mary with a 49.6 million yen debt. It's an insane amount of money to be in the hole. Well, yeah, because she only owed um, Yuiko 8.8 million. That's literally like half a million US dollars. Yeah. Dang. Then the council member's like, all right, uh, I'll arrange a payment plan for you for your current debt. And she gets escorted out of the room. She is like screaming, by the way. I would be too if I was half a million dollars in debt. Yeah, it's just pure anguish. This makes me even more curious to keep the series going because I was like, what game were they playing? That looks so interesting. Oh, because you saw the knives. Yeah. They have so many interesting looking games. That's what I was telling PJ. I really, really enjoyed that. Like, it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh! where like you're playing, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well, it's well, not again, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, which, which we'll I do a bonus seen. episode on. This month. I was going to say, although, wouldn't that be great if that was one of the gambling games? Is Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon or something like that? Yeah. Well, that's literally... Okay, so, like, I'm not going to get into this because we are doing a bonus episode, but Casey, you have no idea how much that's basically what Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero is. Interesting. But I like how inventive each game is and how, like, literally different. They're just so inventive and so creative. It's amazing. We should do a tournament. <laughs> like for our po- for the podcast be like all of us in different card games against each other i want to play uno <laughs> oh god so casey what did you think of episode two? Oh, it was great like it showed me where this is going because the first episode really does define the characters so well and then the second episode is like okay those characters you love this is where it's going it is i feel like it's gonna be kill bill meets rain man <laughs> like when she's gonna like take on the student council and kind of like sort of show everybody how they've cheated or like how how she defeats them so um i'm super excited i like this has been such a fun anime but this was fantastic let me just put it that way i super enjoyed this and i'm probably gonna keep watching it as soon as we're done recording yay mm-hmm. But before we even get to that, we have quite a few things left to do. And to start us off with that, let's talk about the intro and outro. Oh, yes, please. Uh, So let's kick it off with the intro. Casey, what did you think of it? I did love it. You know what it was? Okay, this, and I know I'm just so right about this. This intro song was the song that was playing in The Mask with Cameron Diaz and Jim Carrey. We're at the club and they're dancing. That is that. Oh, yeah, it's big band music. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. By the way, how hot was Cameron Diaz in The Mask? The so only hot. movie I find Cameron Diaz hot in. Hot. Oh, ah. Uh, I mean, that I is I know her... you're going to say Charlie's Angels, but. I am just speaking my personal opinion. I do not find Cameron Diaz very attractive, but in The Mask, she's a bop. You know what? Good Charlotte fans. PJ said that. <laughs> uh, Skylar, I know you love this intro. So I never skip through this intro. It's just so fun to watch the art, them the being visuals underwater. visuals are so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, it's like so sexy in a fun way. When the president, she always sticks like her knee in between legs. I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, this was sexy in a fun way where the outro was just sexy. <laughs> I've had it on repeat. I love it. Uh, the opening song is Deal with the Devil by Tia. Let's talk about that closing song. 
the outro is good because it's like um it's it's interesting to me because it sounds like it's very 80s but also sounds like um like a maybe mid-2000s like like dance song so it's like a weird like mixture of those two things to me but i love it no i i completely agree agree with that vibe Uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah, this one, it's literally, it's very much like a action star walking away from an explosion, but it's also like a woman slowly undressing at the same time. (laughs) It's an undressing woman walking away from an explosion. You know, in the movie Saved, when about one girl, the quote Second unquote Jewish girl, heck yeah, um, the Jewish girl is going to show her boobs in the middle of that that like one ser- service or whatever. Do you remember how like all the guys like she's totally going to show her boobs? That's what me I was like thinking when I was watching the outro. <laughs> <laughs> this outro is lay on the line, which is spelled capital L A Y lowercase O N dash T H E capital L I N E. So it's all one word uh, by D selection. Whoa. I'd like that name. name, by the way. Oh, I, yeah. D selection is super good. I mean, both of them are super good for this, uh, the anime too. Like, deal with the devil and lay on the line. Super fitting. Yes. Completely agree. So it's time for America's second favorite podcast segment. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Casey, why don't you kick us off with that intro? I wrote late 90s No Doubt would do that because like they do like some big band stuff. Yeah, No Doubt is mine yeah. too. Well, they don't do big band stuff. They do ska. Well, I mean, they Which I has meant, like, trumpets. more instruments. Yeah, like the trumpets. That's what I was thinking of. Like, So like I had two answers for this. So No Doubt was my modern and contemporary answer because that's the closest you're going to get. I completely agree. Ska is the closest modern day music we have to big band. Right. But I also do like me some big band music. So I also picked Peggy Man. Ooh, good choice. Mm. What about you, Skylar? Because I was trying to match the voice and PJ was like, and so I was leaning towards Mandy more. But then I was like, let's make it more modern. And I went with Doja Cat because I think she can mimic that voice perfectly. Interesting choice. <laughs> I'll play it I don't back think I would have ever listened to this and been like Doja Cat. <laughs> No, I know. It just kind of came to me. And it's specifically the way she's singing in Say So. Like, their voices match up. Like, take away all the trumpet. Just wait till we stop recording. I'm. You're going to be tied up and listen to Doja Cat. And I'm going to still disagree. I don't think so. Uh, what about that closing song, Casey? Okay, this one, weird choice. But I chose the Pointer Sisters. Because I was thinking, like, where does 80s and dance music meet in the middle? Yes. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. All right, this is definitely 80s dance, and I was going towards Annie Lennox a little bit more, but I decided her voice was a little too deep, and I went with the Go-Go's. Oh, yeah, so, I almost had the Go-Go's less also. dance, more 80s. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with both of those vibes. Because it's dance in 80s, like, my brain was more Eurovision-y Ooh, with it. okay, yeah, yeah. And But I couldn't think of, like, a good Eurovision band, so I ended up just going with, like, Eurovision adjacent, so I went with, like, Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I can oh, see that. Oh, yeah, definitely. She was also in the 80s doing the locomotion. Yeah. Very, like, reminiscent of 80s dance. 80s and dance, yeah. No, for sure. Totally. That's, I think we were all in the same vibe. Yeah. Love all of that. Would be curious to hear all of those artists do these songs, even Doja Cat. <laughs> she would knock it out of the water, you guys. She'd knock it out of the water. That, that's how bad of a guess that is. That's not even the idiom that you use. You knock it out of the park, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> She'll knock it into the water and then take it back out because it was so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Well, we do still have some things to talk about. So we're going to show Casey a playlist of, with some additional moments from the anime, give him some additional context, see what else he thinks. And we'll be right back. We implore you to watch that playlist too. But stay tuned. We'll see you in a minute. And before we go, the secret word is linoleum. So the first three people to reach out to us with the word linoleum, you get a prize. It's a secret, but first three. Hit us up. Horny Gamblers Anonymous is a fellowship of people who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from a horny gambling problem. Does the idea of losing millions of dollars make you want to cream your jeans? Are you wet right now thinking about the potential risks of your upcoming gamble? Does the very idea of high stakes drive you to the point of orgasm? Then you should join Horny Gamblers Anonymous. You'll be paired with a sponsor who has found success in their program, and together you'll be able to either just be horny or just gamble. We don't really care if you are either of those things. It's the whole doing them together. It's kind of just weird. 
Horny gambling is an illness. And with the help of Horny Gamblers Anonymous, you can change your life around. And that's a promise you can bet on. Wait, no, I didn't mean to say that. Oh God, no, they're all getting horny. Somebody please send help. Horny Gamblers Anonymous. Find us online to find a meeting. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying this dive into the high-stakes world of Kakiguri. Kakiguri was a big inspiration for doing the gaming part of Sports and Gaming Month, and honestly, if we didn't gush about it enough this episode, I highly recommend you watch it. I'm not joking, we recorded this episode from noon to three, and by that night I had finished all of season one. It's that good. Be here for the rest of Sports and Gaming Month by keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook by searching for at Kawaii Desupad. There you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kawaii Desupad. Follow us on TikTok at Kawaii Disappointment.podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Next week, we are taking it to the mat as we get Casey into a chokehold and force him to watch the wrestling anime, Tiger Mask W. We hope you'll join us. Now, back to the podcast. All right, we're back. We had Casey watch some additional clips to give him some additional context, give him some additional feelings, see what else he was willing to gamble his bets on. Casey, what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, uh, it is the right risk to take when it comes to checking out this um, series. I it's, it's very well in line with what you're already expecting from this series based on the first two episodes. But like the first two episodes are so fabulous. So you're like, hell yeah, I'm here for this ride. It's great. I'm so into it. And I mean, obviously you do see like some escalation for sure. Like happening. Oh, definitely. Uh, with all of that, like it's, it looks so interesting and yeah, I'm definitely going to keep watching this. I mean, obviously Casey answers that question later. I'm answering it right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout all of that, Casey, did you end up with a favorite character? I feel like all of us have the same favorite character, by the way. Uh, yeah. I, for some reason, I cannot think. What's her name again? Oh my gosh. Yumiko. The main character. What was it? Yumiko. Yumiko, like, favorite character. I, I've talked on the podcast, like, me as just, like, fellow gay guys, we love strong female characters. And I love her confidence. I love her good-naturedness, like, outside of her, like, gambling yummy vibe. <laughs> but, like, no, she's just such a wonderful, fun character. Because she's, like, a dangerous enough that, like, you're, like, interested in her. But, like, also kind enough that, like, to the other people who've been affected by this gambling institution that um, it's accessible. So I'm I'm a huge fan. I think she is, like, honestly, this is a big thing I'm going to say here. Out of all the animes we've watched so far uh, on this podcast, she is my favorite character, I think. Dang. Really? We'll see if that sticks throughout the year. But keep that in yeah. mind when we're considering candidates for 2021's Kawaii Award. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. She is awesome. She's my favorite character. It's not often that the main character is my favorite, but... Jeez Louise, what a character. Mm-hmm. Skylar? I love Ryota. He would be my like true favorite character only because like he's just so anxious and like he's just he doesn't know how to, how to handle her, but he's still a good friend and supports her. But at the end of the day, she does win my heart in a game of poker. <laughs> and literally. That's my- <laughs> right. Oh god. Uh, she'll uh, she'll make an eye for an eye. <laughs> awesome. I love that we all have the same favorite character. I love we all are really enjoying this. So let's get to the question everyone feels like they already know the answer to, but who knows? Casey might have been hedging his bets this whole time. Casey, will you keep watching this anime? Uh, I was bluffing this whole time. No, um... <laughs> no, Nani? Uh, Nani? <laughs> no, um, this... Like, in addition to her being my favorite character, this, I think, has been my favorite anime we've watched along the way. I just, like, loved this so much. I was so interested. I didn't think I would be. Like, once I, like, kind of like, oh, this is going to be a gambling thing. But, like, I loved it from, like, almost, like, two minutes into this first episode. I was like, oh, gosh, this is fantastic. I will watch the rest of this. It's so good. I feel the same. So surprised. Even even if, I mean, because, again, we were very clear that we kind of thought you wouldn't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. And even more so, I would have never guessed that it would be your favorite so far. So kudos to this anime. Most surprising twist of a non-kawaii disappointment. 
Yeah, absolutely. The only way this anime could get better, they added Hillary Duff into it. How would they add Hillary Duff? You know what? Don't answer that question. We're moving on. <laughs> I think you want to know. <laughs> Casey, Hillary Duff shouldn't be in this anime. Hillary Duff is so yesterday. No, why not take a crazy chance? Why not do a crazy dance? <laughs> Wake up, PJ, on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> officially become a hillary duff podcast. that that works because we recorded in this on a saturday <laughs> gosh well with all of that we know your thoughts on the anime we know what you liked about it we know what your favorite characters are guess there's only really one thing left to do it's time for my favorite segment is there an amv for that amv anime music videos is there an amv for that all right casey you know the rules you're gonna give us an artist and a song we're gonna match it up to the anime with an amv three categories three possible points hit us with that song and artist truly there is only one answer in my heart in my mind if this is not an amv i'm going to fight somebody can i make a guess uh go ahead pj is it the gambler by kenny rogers that's the joke i was just about to make (laughs) no i think there's a more obvious one no yeah no i'm not choosing the gambler but kenny rogers that wasn't my joke though but um you do need to know how to hold them and when to fold them and when to walk away and when to run um no the only answer is poker face by lady gaga exactly that's the one i went with too look up both of them because i want i honestly i'm gonna hedge my bets i do think the gambler by kenny rogers has an amv for this oh my god super secret contest i'm playing high stakes amv poker right now PJ's betting 10 fingernails on this one. Hell yeah, I am. I've got the clippers on them as we speak. But no toenails, though. Too valuable. I don't know why I was so shook that she uh, like asked for the toenails, too. Like The fingernails was like, oh, God, that's a lot. But the toenails, I'm like, why do you want those ones? How do you even know if they're painted? Those are ugly. Tell me your full answer again. The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. So there is uh, The Gambler, but it's a Nightcore rendition. Oh, I mean, I think that counts. We've made it count before. It's the, yeah, there's only one and it's Nightcore. Hey, that means I get to keep my fingernails. That's right. You get to keep them, PJ. What about Poker Face by Lady Gaga, Skylar? The answer is yes, Casey. There's lots and lots and lots. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I win the big jackpot. Yay, me. That's all the coins falling out. And I get to be the house pet. Meow. Meowza. What a phenomenal three pointer uh, with a bonus mini winning for PJ on the side. But that's not all we have for this podcast. All right, you guys, we have our super secret, not so secret fourth point. Is there an AMV for Kakagure? For Evanescence, bring me to life. There shouldn't be, but there probably will be because. Really? You don't think so? No. It's super and dark. She's being brought to life because Literally, oh, she it's it's I, I feel like it's a very definite yes. <laughs> Gambling addiction bring wake me up. <laughs> I don't think you understand the context of that song, Casey. I don't think anyone does at this point. I'm just No, confused. I just think it's you. <laughs> no, Amy Lee, comment below. Do you think this works? <laughs> the answer is yes, but surprisingly, only one. It was PJ and Skylar who made this AMV earlier today. I wish. Yes, you figured us out. That's how we're cheating, and now you're gonna, <laughs> and oh now God. you're gonna take us down. Oh, gosh, <laughs> if only she was here to warn me. Well, uh, phenomenal four points in the book. We hope everyone had a good time listening. Uh, a high stakes, good old fashioned gambling man time. But that's all we have for you guys. As much as we wish we had more. Man, I had a good time and I'm so excited for you to continue watching this. Honestly, Casey, I think this might be the first one you also continue watching. That he, that's his, I think he's really into that too. Yeah. So we'll be watching that together. And uh, I can finally say I've fully watched one of these animes afterwards and not be a fake ass uh, hoe. <laughs> um but until next time we hope your week isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar don't forget that secret word and i have an iou outstanding can someone lend me some money please they're gonna take my nails casey (laughs) you guys take my nails send money to him or otherwise i'm gonna take his nails pj's taking all my nails or if you win the secret word prize you get you get his nails that's the prize (laughs) that's the prize surprise it's nails. Bye, everyone. Enjoy Casey's nails. Ew.